Thank you for joining us at the Center for Spiritual Living Seattle. We hope you enjoy this podcast. And for further information about our center, or if you wish to make a donation, please visit us at spiritualliving.org. Okay, weren't you glad you were in the room? Isn't that beautiful? It feels good, doesn't it? I'm really grateful that we have, for the first time on a Sunday service, or on Sunday, uh, Reverend Olivier Ben-Haim. I said that right, didn't I? I've been practicing. Ah, So grateful. He is the leader of the Beralif Meditative Synagogue. Ah, And... Uh, lots that I could say about him, but I, I actually wanted him to talk about non-dual du- Judaism rooted in Jewish tradition and the Torah and the paradigm of spiritual awakening on the lens of exploring one's Jewish identity and fostering a, a Jewish spiritual practice, which includes guided and silent meditation. But he said that was too much for one Sunday. So instead, he'll be speaking on forgiveness, and you're going to get your money's worth. Uh, so that give big. <laughs> give big. Because forgiveness, you know, I was just, you know, I, I, I have a brain that does all sorts of things at the same time. And I was listening to the song and thinking that the one practice that I value the most is forgiveness. And I'm so grateful that we get to hear um, Rabbi Olivier's uh, practice on that practice. We're, we are blessed today, Rabbi Olivier. Thank you so much. Thank you, Reverend Kathy Ann. Thank you for having me here on this glorious day. And it's true, I will have to come back for all that you said very quickly in your introduction, but I'm happy to do that. It's, uh, you know, it's a glorious past that I've been exploring for half of my life at this point. And so I'm always delighted to, to share what I've gleaned here and there um, on the course of these years. But today I'd like to, um, I'd like to continue with the theme that you have been um, working with and you are continuing to work with this month, the, th- the theme of forgiveness. It is a theme precious to us as we Jews are in the middle of our high holy days. We started about two weeks ago and we are moving through this process that that, that invites us into three different convocations over a spread of three weeks to, to do the hard work, the hard work of introspection. And every year, and as, as I prepare for these days, for these weeks, I, I always feel blessed that our tradition actually sets aside a time right in the fall Right? When, when we're done with the abundance of summer and all of us, the, the season starts to shift and all of us have this yearning to, to, you know, to be indoors a little more and, and indoors also means to turn inward. And right in that moment, I don't think it's a mistake, thousands of years ago our sages said, this will be a good time to do some introspective work. And so the High Holy Days are three different convocations, three different times we gather together in community to together work on this process of forgiveness. And the reason we do that is that the last of the three convocations, which is called Yom Kippur, and that's happening this year 
Wednesday night and all day Thursday, Yom Kippur sets us up with kind of, um, how do I say that, um, a what-if question. And that what-if question is, what if you only had a year to live? What if this Yom Kippur may be the last Yom Kippur that you might not make it through this next 12 months to meet Yom Kippur again? What if that was the case? So for some of us, we look at, well, this is a pretty somber way to, uh, to walk into holy days. But in fact, think about, it's uh, actually a great book by Stephen Levine um, called A Year to Live. And it really walks you through a process of, of reassessing what are your priorities. What, what do you want to do with those 12 months that you have in, in, ahead of you? What, what relationships do you want to heal? What relationships do you want to let go of that have not filled you, fulfilled you? What, what do you want to make complete that is not complete yet? What do you want to make whole that is not yet whole? So that in the eventuality that this in fact is your last Yom Kippur, in the moment of your transition, you would transition with a light heart and a clear soul and that's the invitation. So you can imagine that those weeks of the high holidays are deep, steeped in, in, in thorough introspection of our life, who we are, who we want to be, the people around us, what needs to be mended, all of that. We start with Slichot. Slichot is the first evening where we come together. And this really is the evening that marks the transition from the consciousness of summer, of the abundance of, of summer, and sets us up, walks us through the gate of entering a different kind of energy. Then we have Rosh Hashanah, which is the Jewish New Year. And that's when, you know, like every New Year, you make resolutions. So that's, that's when you really, you really look inside and say, okay, what, what do I want to do next year? What's, what's the one thing that would make a difference in my life next year? And then there is Yom Kippur, which is the Day of Atonement. So these three convocations are in fact mapping out this process of forgiveness through three different stages. And I'm going to walk you through each of this stage um, right now. But first, I want to start with definitions because there are a lot of words in our language that we seem to have an understanding of, but then we talk to people and then everybody has a different idea of what that is. And one of them is the word forgiving or forgiveness. So I want to, I want to try to work with, with some definitions. First, I want, to, I want to say what forgiveness is not. What forgiveness is not, forgiveness is not forgetting. And that's really important. It's the acknowledgement that whatever happened, happened. It's not about ignoring it. It's not about denying it. It's not about tossing it out the window. Whatever happened, happened. And we have to stay present to that, to stand with, with our whole being in what that is, however difficult that may be. And what happened could be what happened, what was done to us. What happened could be what we've done to others. And what happened could be what we've done to ourselves. 
See, forgiveness has three prongs. It is directed towards um, what we've done to others, what others have done to us, but also how we don't forgive ourselves for the things that we have done. So forgiving, forgiving is not forgetting, and that's really important. Forgiving also is not about letting go of healthy boundaries. And that's really, really key, because for some of us, we have decided, well, if I forgive that person for the hurt they have caused me, uh, therefore, I'm going to have to be friends with them again. Right? And that's not the case. When someone has hurt us deeply, when someone has caused us a great wound, we can forgive them and yet maintain healthy boundaries, which means perhaps never talk to them again or you know, keep them at a very healthy distance from us. Right? It doesn't mean we have to re-enter their life and, and subject ourselves once again to their hurt, to the pain they can cause again. So forgiving isn't letting go of our healthy boundaries. In fact, it is about setting healthy boundaries and still live from a forgiving heart. One definition that I have found that I, I, I think is, is very powerful is that forgiving is about giving up the desire or power to punish. Giving up the desire or power to punish. And now all of us are deep spiritual beings. We've, we've, we've worked on ourselves, we've journeyed through our own life path. And for most of the time, we are people who are deeply spiritual and, and deeply compassionate and kind to others. But we know that within ourselves, no matter how far ahead on the path you've been, there are still parts of us that really are attached to wanting those who have done wrong to be punished, to be held accountable for what they did. There's something in us that seeks justice and sometimes in not restorative ways. Right? There's different kinds of justice. And the truth is, it's not just toward others, but it's also toward ourselves. A lot of us hold ourselves to, to very high standards, and when we fail to meet those standards, we hold the energies of wanting to punish ourselves for what we have not been able to achieve or accomplish or, or, or reach. And, and sometimes those wounds we carry with us as well. So forgiving is about giving up the desire but also the power. Because holding on to our anger, to our resentment, to, to this wanting that other person to punish, to be punished, gives us a sense of power. Right? And I don't know about you, but that's not the kind of person I want to be in the world. I don't want to be the conduit for others you know, to, 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 to be punished. I'm, I'm not that kind of punishing kind of person. The other definition that really calls me, and it has to really do with a more inward-looking understanding of forgiving, is freeing ourselves from the pain we experience from our lack 
of forgiveness. Let me say that again. Freeing ourselves from the pain we experience from our lack of forgiving, of forgiveness. That's why for me, forgiving is a spiritual journey of its own, a spiritual path of its own, a practice of its own. Because it's about letting go. It's about letting go, and it's about letting be, and being at home with our past, with our present, with ourself, with our story. And on this path, like on every path, there are roadblocks to overcome. Some that are about ourselves. And they manifest through emotions such as guilt, self-hatred, self-condemnation. And there are roadblocks that are connected to the others. And those are emotions such as rage, anger, resentment, blame. There are feelings of righteous indignation that all of us keep around. And in fact, those, those, those emotions, those powerful emotions are closing our heart within walls of fear. In, in Kabbalah, we, we call the, the walls that surround our hearts klipot, sheaths. Layers of, of stories, of hang-ups that in fact are hiding the light of our divine heart. And these high holidays, these oftentimes three weeks of work are there to pierce through those layers of hardened thoughts and beliefs that are hiding our gorgeous heart. They are there to really break through those walls. And we say, you know, the the spiritual teachings that happy are those broken-hearted. They're not broken-hearted because they've been hurt. They're broken-hearted because they've managed to pierce through those layers of fear. So three, three convocations. The first night is the night of Slichot, and that's where the work really begins. This is the night where the rabbi stands up in front of the congregation and says, Are you ready to forgive this year? Are you ready to forgive this year? Maybe you were not ready last year. How's that, how's that been for you? How has that worked out for you so far? Are you ready to forgive this year? And it's not an easy question. I really want you to stay present to that question for yourself. But that is the, the ask that is made of us. Can you step fully into this process? Are you willing to let go of what ails you? And for some of us, there's a red flag that comes in right, right when the rabbi asks that question. Are you ready to forgive this year? Are you ready to forgive right now? And the red flag is, well, if I forgive, then it means that I'm going to let that person, these people, off the hook. 
And I don't want to get, let them off the hook. The pain they have caused me, right? I don't want to let them off the hook. But that's not what forgiving, forgiving is. Forgiving has never been about letting the other off the hook. Like I said earlier, what happened, happened. And we need to set healthy boundaries for that not to happen to us again. But what forgiving asks us to do is to let ourselves off the hook. Now that sounds a little bit paradoxical, so let me, let me explain. Think of someone you have not forgiven yet. Anyone. Take somebody small, something small that was done to you. Don't go with the big ones. Let's start with the small ones, the little pebbles. Don't go with the boulders. Right? Think of that person that has caused some kind of minor hurt to you. And, and if you conjure up that person's face or that person's demeanor, or if you conjure up what has happened, feel what it does to you inside. Feel your heart contracting. Feel your body tensing. Feel your throat tightening. Feel your fist or your hands going closing. So the person who's hurt you might not even know they did. They're, they're walking around their life not thinking of you one, one second. But you, however long this happened to you, you still live with them. They're in your life. Every time you think of them, every time you recall that, they are here with you and they are making you sick to your stomach. They're having a great time, but you are sick to your stomach. And you carry that past into your present. And who you are hurting is yourself. So that's why I say forgiving is really um, letting yourself off the hook. And I mean that, I like that image because when, when, when you, you, know, you see that person far away in the streets and suddenly you're hooked in. There's something that hooks into you. Right? That's, that's what I, what I, that, the image that I have. And you get triggered again. And you experience all these emotions you don't want to experience. So you let yourself off the hook. And that's what matters. The process of, the process of not forgiving, in fact, is, I like this image, is to drink poison hoping the other person will die. <laughs> I know, but we do that. We do that. So that's slichot. The holiday of, uh, of Rosh Hashanah is mechila. And mechila is the process of letting go of our need for the past to have been any different than it was. And that's really hard. Think about it. Letting go of our need for the past to have been any different than it was. All the mistakes we've made along the way. All the peoples that have wounded us. All the should have done's and didn't do. All the should have spoken and never did. All the, all the shoulds that we should ourselves with. All of those moments of resentment, all of that we've carried with us 
in this moment, in ourselves, in the present, from that past? Can we stand in a place where we can say whatever happened, happened? Again, not to deny it, not to ignore it, not to reject it, not to miracles, miracles make it disappear <laughs> magically. No, none of that. But just to be in the place and say to ourselves, can I let go of my need for what has been to have been any different than it was? Why? Because I wouldn't be who I was, who I am right now, had all of this not happened. I would have been as strong as I am right now. I would have been as wise as I am right now. I wouldn't be as open-hearted as I wouldn't be who I am right now. Good and bad. I wouldn't be who I am right now. And it's not that I'm complete. But at least this is the stage of my journey. And I don't have to carry my past into my present. The third convocation is Yom Kippur. The Day of Atonement. Atonement invites us into an extra step in the process of forgiving. You know, forgiving, we say, I'm sorry. That's one way to say, um, to, to engage in forgiving. We've hurt somebody, we come to them, we say, I'm sorry. We actually don't ask them to forgive us because that's putting the work on them, right? That's put, you know, can you, and then if they don't forgive us, then, then, you know, it's like it's their fault. No, it's not. We take responsibility for our action and we ask, can you, uh, and we say, I'm sorry. But we say I'm sorry is one thing. The next step, which is what the Day of Atonement invites us into, we say, what can I do to make amends? What can I do to heal, to make this whole? Tell me. We ask them to tell us what's in their world, in their consciousness, would, would allow for this to be made whole and complete. And then we have to stand in that fearful place to listen. And when we hear, and if it is something that is within our capacity to do, then we're committing to actually follow through with that and to actually do that. Whatever needs, whatever compensation, we can call it that, um, we need to move forward and do that. And do that. And that's also not an easy process. But today, my only question to you is, would you take the first step? Will you take the first step? Are you ready? Are you ready to forgive? Ultimately, and I like this, this teaching from my favorite rabbi. Every rabbi has a rabbi, I think. I hope. My favorite rabbi, Rabbi Rami Shapiro, wrote a whole very, very thin, gorgeous book called Forgiveness, actually. And in it, ultimately, he concludes that forgiving isn't something we do. Ultimately, forgiving is something we are. Can you hear that song? Amen. <laughs>